Todd Mack. And I'm Joe Dorowski. We're the hosts of the Protagonist Podcast, where each week we discuss a great character in a great story. If you listen to us, your fancy will be tickled. And your thoughts will be provoked. One reviewer described us as fanboys with PhDs. Our discussions cast a wide net, alternating between TV, comics, films, and novels. In one episode, we may discuss a Spanish telenovela, and the next week, an American superhero comic. That was January 2016. Or one week, we might discuss a Japanese manga, and the following week, a Jane Austen novel. That was October 2016. Check out the Protagonist Podcast. Great characters and great stories. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one shifty-eyed extra at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we'll be talking about Minute 78, which starts with yet another uh, confused Aragorn face and ends with... The, well, they're not a trio anymore. Trio plus Gandalf. A quartet. Uh, yeah. A barbershop Shop quartet. quartet. <laughs> um, it ends with them um, being led inside. Flanked by guards. That would be charming. A little barbershop quartet of uh, of these four guys. And like the candy stripes with the hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just Ian McKellen like waving his hat, you know, singing singing <laughs> smooth tunes to you. Uh, John Reese davies providing that nice backup baritone. Who's the bass, though? Mm. Actually, I wonder if Ian McKellen is a bass when he sings. I don't know. I feel like he is, actually. I feel like he probably has a bass singing voice. Because he, he, he has a very deep voice. That's true. Orlando Bloom gets to be the 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 high pitched one, the, the soprano, tenor. tenor, tenor. Soprano is the the lady one. Ah, okay. I, I, I don't know that. I don't know things about music. You 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 played an instrument for a while. Yeah, I haven't played in a decade. This is why, like, whenever I like speak in Spanish just to practice, you're just like, bro, like, like. You I took remember Spanish. individual words. <laughs> You should remember this. I remember more seeing it written than I do hearing it spoken. <laughs> uh, Does that make sense? Yeah. That's, yeah. Legit. Just like, I recognize that word. What does that word mean? And I'm trying to remember. And then it comes to me. So, um, this this minute, uh, we've watched this minute quite a bit at this point. Uh, 14 seconds in is another background extra doing something weird. He's real shifty-eyed. Yeah. It looks like someone is tossing a baseball um, behind where Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli, and Gandalf are standing, mm. because this this guy is moving his eyes excessively. Mm. He probably took the you know, be alert, you're a guard direction a little too seriously. He's like it looks like he's watching a a ball get tossed like back ping and pong. forth. Yeah, it looks like he's watching an Olympic ping pong game or something. Uh it's the guard that's standing right behind Hama's, I guess it would be his left shoulder on our right side yeah, of the, the right screen. Yeah, the right side of the screen, yeah. Yeah, that's very silly. I now that I've noticed it, I can't watch the scene and not see this guy. Mm. I love background extras doing weird stuff. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder how some background extra stuff made it into movies. One particularly famous one is in Teen Wolf, but in modern versions of the movie, it's not there. A guy at the end when they're celebrating on the bleachers, like, 
drops his pants. What? Why? I don't know. But they've just scrubbed him out. Ah. He's not there anymore. Uh, the 80s. Am I yeah. right? I wouldn't know. I wasn't there. Uh, <laughs> so this is our introduction to Hama, right? Uh, yeah, we've we've seen him, but he hasn't said anything, I don't think. Yeah. Or if he has, it's been very minor. Um, and he dies later. Yep. He gets eaten by wargs. But Hama is the is the head of the royal guard. And he takes his job seriously, but also not seriously. Because he knows that Gandalf is fibbing. Right, like, he knows Gandalf. In the book, he has a line about how a staff in a wizard's hand is not merely a prop for age. Yeah. And Gandalf's like, oh, well... You will not pardon an old man from his walking stick, huh? And then Hama has this face. He goes, like, on a face journey. He's like, you know what? Screw my manager. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. He's just like, ah, fine. Whatever. This place has really gone downhill. (laughs) Screw that guy. Yeah, sure. Because right after he says Grim and Wormtongue, he's like, by order of Grim and Wormtongue, he kind of, like, he struggles a little bit to get that out. Yeah. And then he, like, he nods his head, like, Yep, that's who's in charge, but he doesn't really like it. Oh, he hates having to say that. Yeah. He's just like, yep, that's the man in charge now. Mm-hmm. And your staff. Sure is. And your uh, your staff? Well, I tried. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll allow it. Good enough for me. It's like Judge Mills Lane. Do you think... I'll allow it. <laughs> do you think that he has an inkling that Gandalf is here doing what he's going to do in a few minutes? I mean, maybe. He does stop uh, gambling from interfering. Yeah. But that's after. That's after. Mm. That's in two minutes. He also doesn't... I mean... Yeah, I think he... Uh, he. I think he knows that Gandalf is a force for good. Hmm. And he's got no interest in interfering with Gandalf's business. Also, The Gandalf's, enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of Also, thing. Gandalf is a wizard. And they've already got one wizard that has done horrible things to their country. Does Hama really want to piss off a second wizard? Well, technically, Saruman is on the down low. Like, they all know. Aemir got ha- banished because he was trying to expose that. Yeah, because he was so vocal about it. But I think most of the guards know. Oh, really? I think that's why Wormtongue has his own little crew. Oh, okay. We haven't met Wormtongue's crew yet. Yeah. But I think most of the guards know. His squad. His squad. Worm squad. Ew. <laughs> Worms. Yeah, I, I think Hama knows. Also, like, seriously, do you want to piss off a second wizard? Probably not. Hama's just like, yeah, okay, we're fine. We're good here. I love that. Don't turn me into anything unnatural. unnatural. I love that Legolas immediately plays along and offers Gandalf his arm, and they, like, yeah. walk in. And he's together. just like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Legolas is like, oh, oh. Subterfuge. <laughs> subterfuge. Subterfuge. I got this. This is this is this is a this is a thing you humans do. Oh, we're lying. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that is that is exactly like <laughs> that is such like a Spock thing that to me, or like a Data thing from like Star Trek, would be like ah, we are employing the strategy of lying to them. Ah, understood. We are, we are deceiving them. Okay. Deception is a powerful tool. Understood, Captain. Like that's exactly how I imagine that would go. <laughs> I feel like that is a is a line somewhere in one of those shows. Probably. I feel like that's more of a next gen thing than a uh 
Well, I don't know. I would, e- I would even imagine the idea of deception, like, being a suggestion from Data, like, quoting some historical battle at them. Captain. <laughs> Captain. Have you considered using <laughs> deception? <laughs> it is oftentimes a powerful tool in an army's arsenal. And then Picard. And then, and then like, quoting, like, some successful battle. <laughs> Picard's just like, hell no. <laughs> and Riker is just like, tell me more. <laughs> As he sits uh, in chairs awkwardly. Uh, next gen minute. Um, <laughs> but Legolas is pretty quick on the up and up. Yeah. He, uh, he gets the idea real fast. Yeah. I wish that Ian McKellen would wink at me like that. He, he does, sort of. Well, he winks at Aragorn. He winks at the camera, sort of. Oh no, he's looking sideways. Yeah. I love Aragorn's smile. He's just like... <laughs> he's just like he's rascal. holding in a laugh. Like... <laughs> It's like the ghost of a smile, and yeah. his he's like face, biting his tongue a little. Like last minute, his face was just like really gimly, and then this one's just like, "Oh, you old rascal, <laughs> widow old Gandalf, <laughs> you rapscallion." <laughs> it's it's such a wonderful moment between Gandalf and Aragorn there, because mm. Aragorn has this look on his face, like, "Are we really doing this again?" What do you mean again? Well, like, the look on his face is, like, a look that is familiar with this sort of deception on Gandalf's part. Oh, and he's just like, oh, there's Gandalf the Grey. There's Gandalf the Grey right there. (laughs) Wink. That's my buddy. (laughs) I, um, the way, okay, I have questions also about um, the disarming. Mm. First of all, I love, uh, this, this, this is almost the trope that I love, which is, like, Weapons in unlikely places, or like an a, like a plethora of weapons, like too many weapons, entirely too many, like weapons. a Mary Poppins bag of weapons. Like that's that's some good stuff. Like um, where were you hiding that bazooka? Gimli has more than one axe. Yeah, absolutely, we've talked about this already. <laughs> he definitely has more axes. He only su- he only <laughs> surrenders one. Yeah, he just hands them his big axe. But we know he has, like, hand axes on his belt and, like, on his back. I mean... Under the cloak. Do you think his his logic is like, well, they're not going to pat me down? How do they know, though? Like, I know, how, they didn't pat does, anybody down. How does he know? It's an honor system, I don't believe right? for a second that Legolas and Aragorn don't have knives in their boots. Well, Aragorn has his pretty elven hunting knife. Yeah, but that, I, I don't believe for a second that neither of them has a knife in their boot. Legolas, the way Legolas removes his blades is really freaking extra and also attractive. And also, um, like, a threatening motion. Like, these guards should have been like, stop that. Yeah, it's just like, oh, you want my weapons? Okay, here. You can have them in your <laughs> spines. Yours now. Man. Because, like, Aragorn removes his hunting knife in, like, a similar fashion in a way that is almost like a threat. Yeah. Like, Shing! Just, show you, just so you know, I'm giving this to you. I don't You couldn't take to. it from me. I am willingly surrendering. And he, like, pushes his sword into that guy's hands. Yeah. He's just like, fine. But Gimli, dude. Gimli, Gimli looks at his axe like, okay. I guess he's he's rolling with Gandalf. Yeah. Because Gandalf gives them his sword. Wait, does he still have his sword? Yeah, he definitely still has his sword. Does he give them the sword? You know, he must have his sword. He uses it in the third movie, doesn't he? He uses a sword. I don't think Gandalf loses Glamdring. He, he, he... He smites his enemy at the... the... He wakes up on top of the mountain. The sword is still there with him. Hang on. 
He does. It's about 34 seconds in, but it's like in the background. Yeah, he's like wiggling, but I guess we don't really see it. We don't see it. That's why I think I you can see like... the you see the hilt of Glamdring in that far away, like up in the corner shot. Mm. You can see the hilt of Glamdring just under his gray robe. And then he like, we don't even actually see the sword passed, but he makes an awkward motion like he's passing something from the left yeah. side of his hip to somebody. I love that. They're waiting, like, his 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 squad is, like, waiting for his nod. Like, Gandalf nods, and then they hand over the weapons. Yeah, like, he, he nods, and everyone, like, oh, this, is, this is cool. Seems legit. Mm. Yeah, so they, they, finish, they finish disarming, and then Hama's just, like, he looks at the staff, and he looks like he's not quite sure if he even is going to ask for it. <laughs> eh, he tried. He tried. Gandalf looks almost surprised. Points for effort. Well, yeah, it's a ruse. Just, oh. It's not that he rolled bluff really well, it's that Hama doesn't care. Hama, Hama doesn't give a damn. He cares up to a point, and then he's like, I did my job. <laughs> I wiped my hands of this. Right. I, I washed my hands of this. <laughs> I like that he calls him, I like that he calls him Gandalf Greyhand. It's not a, not a, this, I think it's the only time we hear that name used for Gandalf. In the movies? Yeah, in the movies. Because he's called different things in different parts of the world. Right. He's called Greyham in Rohan, and Mithrandir in... The elven. Gondor. And by the elves. The elven kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Gondor is next movie. That's true. Hell yeah. I think Denethor calls Gandalf Mithrandir. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Maybe it means something different. In... It, it does mean, it means something. It is an elven word. It means something. Right, no, I know. I'm saying maybe the meaning in Gondorian now carries negative connotations, whereas the elvish one is like positive. Maybe. That's what I was going to say. That's certainly possible. I think Greyham is just an old English way of saying you are colored gray. Probably. I don't know if I have anything else. Uh, the only the only other note I have for uh, for this minute is when the doors open, it continues to give this sort of like cathedral vibe to the way that they enter mm. Metaseld. Well, we have more. We have more of that tomorrow yeah, but so. like the the way that the doors open and like the way that that shot is framed like as they walk in with gandalf's arm like gandalf arm and arm with legolas mm-hmm. <laughs> like just that that quick like three quarters of a second or one second shot of the inside of metaseld uh gives kind of like a cathedral vibe but also like an old man hunched over with a staff like walking into this space gives me like arthurian legend vibes oh yeah totally this is like Merlin coming before Arthur. Yeah, which, you know, relevant. Quite relevant. Theoden is very much that, like, fallen version of Arthur that's become more popular in, like, modern versions of the tale. Hmm. I'm not as well versed in Arthurian legend as I should be. Hmm. Like, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff out there that's a lot more interested in the, like, Camelot and Decline oh. end of that story. Yeah. Which I think is really cool stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I guess when it comes to stories, because I, I personally am a negative person sometimes in my outlook, so I prefer stories that have a positive outlook or ending, so yeah. stuff like that isn't interesting to me because, like, the world is in decline, you know? I mean, it's interesting, but it's not something I would actively seek out. And I mean, the uh, trends in media kind of ebb and flow. Right. Yeah. Hopefully we are on a... A rising instead of a falling. Like, pretty much since those Nolan Batman movies, a lot of, like, mass market media has been a little darker. 
Right. I mean, because they we could spend all day talking about because they made superhero movies, which right. we have. Right. I just mean in general, like because those Nolan Batman movies made so much money. Right. And they proved that like mass audiences were more interested in like grounded, gritty stuff. But that only works for Batman. Yeah. It only works for Batman. I mean, I mean, just movies in general. I'm not even talking about just superhero movies. Oh, okay. I just mean movies in general. I'm not interested in that. I like. Uh, I don't know. You were rewatching Batman Begins uh, recently because you were you were guesting on um, Dark Knight Minute. Yeah. So I watched some of that with you, but like I was into it ten years ago. Now, eh, not so much. That's fair. Uh, there are parts of it I don't think have aged very well. No, no, no. I mean, the same goes for this movie. For sure. But this movie is this the ultimately the narrative of this movie is, is triumphant, triumphant and positive. Uh, whereas those Batman movies are not so much. I mean, it's triumphant and positive as an end for everyone except for Frodo. Frodo gets a very bittersweet ending. Frodo, Frodo lives. Hashtag Frodo lives. Yeah, <laughs> that's been the 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 thing, like the underground thing since like the sixties. I know, but it, Frodo's victory is bittersweet. And it's not that he survives, he lives. Frodo lives. There's a difference. Mm. To me, anyway. There's a difference between the survival and, yeah. and living. Yeah, Frodo lives. Frodo lives. I need a shirt that says Frodo lives. Mm. Vintage. The original. It's like uh, one, of the, one of the oldest memes that's still in circulation today. It's a thing that you still find sometimes. Mm. And, you know, it was a spoiler for people that had never read the books. Right. That's that's the 60s version of um, Snape Kills Dumbledore. Right. It, it is. It, it honestly <laughs> is. Where it just shows up in things for no good reason. Yeah. Like... There's that stupid comic. I just saw it that, again. There's that Deadpool issue where... I, I don't actually know if it's, like, an actual um, issue. Oh, the kids drive by. Yeah, and then, and yeah. he's at the book premiere. He's, like, like, in a Hufflepuff robe, and he's, like, super <laughs> excited, and then the kids just drive by, and it's like, Snape kills Dumbledore. And you know Deadpool killed those kids. I, he at least beat them up. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Deadpool would resort to child murder. Um, Depends how old they are. He's got to... He's trying to draw the line somewhere. He's like, you guys are 18, you know better. <laughs> You're adults. I mean... He uppercuts Jubilee in the face just because it bothers Cyclops. Oh. Yeah, well, you know, Deadpool's a dick. He is a dick. He also shouts a Street Fighter move when he does it. Deadpool is, is not a good, uh... He's, he should not be your role model no, for children. No, he shouldn't. Or adults. Um, he does horrible things, because he can. Yeah. Deadpool is, like, neutral evil. He's somewhere between neutral evil and chaotic neutral. On his good days. His good days, he's a little... Chaotic on, neutral. On his best days, Deadpool is chaotic good, but you you can't discount the horrible things he does. No. No. It all... At it, the end of the day, out. is at the end of the day, Deadpool cares about him and his roommate. Right. That's, I mean, that's self, like, self-serving yeah. is, like, the basis right. definition of evil. He doesn't want to see the world end, and there are some things he's not cool with, like slavery. Yeah. What? Anyway, really? this isn't Deadpool Minute. This isn't Deadpool Minute. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for joining us today, you guys. Um, I always feel like when we re-record stuff, we get a little more off the rails than normal. Yeah, because, you know, we've already talked about it, even though you didn't hear us talk about it. So it's just like, wait, did we say that before? Or uh, Anyway, so thanks for listening. Check out the other Dueling Genre Minute by... Minute by minute. <laughs> Can you imagine if there were like podcasts breaking down podcasts of <laughs> slow slow down there. 
<laughs> podcast breaking down podcasts of breaking down movies by minute. Yeah. Oh my god. What hellscape is this? Anyway, yeah, check out the other dueling genre movies by minute podcasts. Not minute whatever the minute. heck else I saw I said. Um Spider Man minutes back. Um Harry Potter minutes still going strong. Toy Story, Rocky and uh, Ninja Turtles. I always want to say Needle Teetles because um, of that dumb meme. <laughs> meme age tootin' Needle Teetles. <laughs> uh, Ninja Turtles and the the Jay and Silent Bob. They're all on hiatus, but oh yeah, and like Ferris Bueller and Back to the Future and, and there's Cornetto. a bunch. Cornetto just yeah, Cornetto's on hiatus too. Yeah, they finished their coverage of Shaun of the Dead. They'll be back with Hot Fuzz at some point. Yeah, that's my favorite of those movies. So check those out. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk more about Wormtongue and, and Hama and s- stuff. Faden and... I never know what else we're going to talk about, but that's stuff. the basics. Yeah, and you never know what tangent we're going to, like, trigger in our brains by talking about stuff. Yeah, for real. Uh, everyone have a good Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow.